Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures Podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my gorgeous, super smart, and the best family game show host in the world, wife Michelle. Thank you, baby. Hi, everybody. So good to have you with us. We are recording this episode actually on Saturday, February 1st, 2020. I know, it's a little odd. We're recording this a day earlier. We're still releasing it on Sunday, February 2nd, but... We are actually up in Lake Arrowhead, California, visiting with our family, celebrating Christmas. Course, yeah, it makes <laughs> Who total sense, celebrate right? Celebrate Christmas on February and <laughs> for February first, right? It makes total sense, right? Now we were actually many of us were either out of the country or away for Christmas, so we didn't get to have our usual get together that we have every year. So. We kind of compared schedules and finally came up with a weekend we could Ta-da. all get together. And so Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us up here today. Uh, in the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you just take a moment and sign up for the newsletter? That's right. And thank you for those of you who have done that already. And uh, we hope you're enjoying the the newsletter and uh, we appreciate the interactions we get to have with you. Yes, uh, we uh, it's the best way to find out about our show, what the most recent episodes are, what we have coming up. We're going to have some other stuff as far as like giveaways and possibly some meetups, just any news about our show uh, is the best and the first way to find us. The other way to find us is on social media. We are very active on social media and you can follow us there on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, you can always email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Right. And we really appreciate the shout outs and we especially appreciate the feedback we get in reviews. And if you get a chance to give us a star rating and most importantly, tell a friend. Yeah, that's the easiest way. Just tell a friend that you found this show that you kind of enjoy. You think they might enjoy it too. That is the word of mouth is the best way to share any podcast, but especially this one. However, we did get a new review this week. We really appreciate reviews and we got a really wonderful one this week. Uh, this It was uh, titled Disney-tastic podcast. <laughs> it says, only found this podcast a few days ago and the podcast just flows so well and plenty of laughs. Lots of different subjects to listen to in their own funky newsletter too. <laughs> See, the newsletter. Very Disney-friendly, but more importantly, fun and family-friendly. Great job, guys. This is from Vinto Man out of the United Kingdom of uh, Great Britain and Northern Ireland. So uh, thank you for yeah, those abroad awesome. thank you. that are even listening to our show. We really appreciate it. Thank you, uh, Vinto Man, for the wonderful, wonderful and really sweet review. Absolutely. We're really touched by that. And we're glad you're enjoying it. And, you know, uh, we enjoy that we got that feedback, even the, the funky newsletter. I the like funky, that. I like our newsletter. The funky newsletter. <laughs> I put it together every week. I don't know how funky it is, but I appreciate that you think it is. Yeah, it's, I love it. It's fun. I know that. But. So Cool. So we have lots of stuff for you today, including if you've ever hoped to get a chance to see Spider-Man swinging through the air in real life, well, we have some good news mm. for you. A Disney Cruise Line chef receives a well-deserved honor. We'll talk a little bit about that. And speaking of Disney Cruise, if you're planning on sailing on the Disney Magic in the future, you have a little more chance for... 
a little more luxury when you're sailing. We'll talk about that as well. But before we get to our main subject of the day, we want to talk a little bit about something that kind of ties into last week's episode where we were talking about Disney in the 80s. We went during the week to Disneyland after dark 80s night and had a really, really good time. Yeah, I mean, they really had a great setup with a lot of wonderful music uh, throughout the park, throughout Disneyland Park. Um, They had some, you know kind of time period food that were the some of the offerings but what was really spectacular too visually how they had buildings uh lit up they had laser shows on you know small world area there and matterhorn castle it was beautiful yeah lots of projections up and down the matterhorn the castle up and down main street Uh, it's a small world Really cool. Uh, the, you know, the interesting thing about this one, and I think we thought there were a lot of dancing going on when we went to Disneyland After Dark 90s night right. last year. There were a ton of people yes. dancing throughout the park this time. The 80s music going everywhere. They had a DJ in front of the castle. They had Totally Mini going on in Tomorrowland, over in uh, Frontierland in New Orleans Square on the Rivers of America. They had one of the Tom Sawyer uh, rafts mm-hmm. with uh, an 80s band playing, and they were just kind of going up or down yes. the river right there in front and play and then over at the uh fantasyland theater they had the they had videopolis which was a throwback right. to something they used to do way back in the 80s at disneyland where they had videos playing they had a dj and lots of people were really getting down over yeah there. people really were and people really got into the attire mm-hmm. and everything and it was so much fun seeing people so happy and, and interactive in those re- ways yeah the interesting thing about this is because we've been to several of these Disneyland After Dark uh, night, uh, evenings recently, and they've all kind of been a little different in how they lay out. A lot of times there'll be people lined up for attractions. For some of the photo ops, there's a lot of people lined right. up, definitely for the characters, always. This one was a little odd in that I, you know, I think the must have been most people were dancing because right. uh, there were not a lot of lines for the attractions. Some of the photo ops lines right. were pretty we short. I mean, any of, the char- mm-hmm. any of the characters had a really long photo line. But not so much at some of the backdrops. So we got a few pictures taken when we were doing right, that. Right, yeah. I yeah. love the Tron background. That was pretty cool. And uh, yeah, just so it, like you said, uh, compared to most of the Disneyland After Dark, we were able to get a vast number of photo ops compared to normal. Yeah, so that was kind of cool. The food was interesting. And I, I think back when I was, you know, if, if you've listened to it or you know, we used to run a catering company. Uh, at one point, we were uh, tabbed to do this party that was an 80s party. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they wanted kind of 80s themed food. So I was like looking, okay, what is 80s themed food? Well, there isn't really a lot of food <laughs> that you tie into the 80s. So the food options were a little odd right. going through there. It was like sloppy joes. Yeah. And all, you know, <laughs> so the food was a little, I, I don't Kitchy. know if we, yeah, I don't know if it was really our favorite of the food nights right. of these things, but still, uh, it was just, just a great time. And now we're building up to just a couple of weeks from now, there you have a Disneyland After Dark Sweethearts Night right. coming up. Uh, there are going to be a couple chances to do that if you decide. And with just many more throughout the year, it really is a, a great time to go out and just enjoy the parks and, and get with people. I, I, it's, it's just really, really fun. It really is fun. And, you know, even though it has an official start time, for example, this one was at nine o'clock, they do allow if 
you've purchased that ticket to get in much early, like a six o'clock. So you still get to see some of the other uh, things going on in the park as they're closing that. Uh, the other thing that was really great was that Galaxy's Edge was open. Uh, Rise of the Resistance wasn't, but Smuggler's Run was and Olga's Cantina and, and the shops and everything. So it was great. That was the first time they've had a Disneyland after dark where that park was open that part of the park was open right yeah it was really cool we got to go into Oga's Cantina and get a cocktail and uh Smuggler's Run was right. there could have done that we didn't do we actually didn't do any attractions we just walked around and kind of people watched right. and danced to the music here and there and just kind of had a good time but uh uh, you, you could have done Smuggler's Run if you wanted right, to. Right. We, we nearly did, but we would have conflicted with our return, return time, time to Oga's Cantina and stuff. But great time. I highly recommend you go into checking one of these Disneyland After Dark uh, evenings out if you have the opportunity coming up soon. Yeah, definitely a great date night. Yes, definitely so. So let's get now finally to our main topic of the week. If you think he's some kind of brainiac, a know-it-all, some kind of a whiz, got more answers than an almanac, let's take a quiz. If you think you're extraordinary, cut above the best of the risk. If your cranial capacity is something scary, let's take a quiz. Let's all take a quiz. Oh, yeah. So that's right. We're playing a little game with you today. We have the family here, and we are going to have some fun. And best yet, I get to sit back and relax as <laughs> the wonderful game show host of the Hyperion Adventures podcast, Michelle, takes over from uh, here. Well, thank you. Thanks for turning the reins over. This is going to be a fun show. Welcome, family. We're so Hi. glad to have you all here. <laughs> <laughs> Even Luna chimed Even in Luna. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we're going to play a really fun, easy game of Would You Rather. Now, instead of doing like two yucky things, we're going to give you two favorable things. And then you describe which one you prefer and why. Um, the only thing is you have to do a Sophie's Choice of something. You can only do one of them. So if you right, like them both, right. sorry, one's eliminated. Yeah, so that might be the hard part about it. If you don't like the choices, you can opt for a bonus <laughs> choice. However, you're stuck with that one. So, all right. Um, and for our listeners, you know, we hope that not only will this be a fun experience for you listening to our family, but also maybe learn some things because we know not everybody has been to both parks and we'll be talking a little bit about Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And so hopefully it's also uh, an enriching experience for learning some tips on both coasts. Yeah, I like it. Let's get to it. Let's. let's all right. All right. So... Uh, we'll start off with you, Tom. Oh, wow! Right <laughs> just out so of the you box. can get it rolling. Nice. <laughs> and right. you know, just I wasn't to, ready for this. You didn't prepare me. <laughs> I know. I didn't prepare you. Don't. So you know, just to clarify, I Tom I was, doesn't I was already know put, any like, of my these. feet up. I was just ready to relax. <laughs> so Tom doesn't even know any of these choices. So okay, ready, Tom? Sure. Here's your first one. If you could only do one, would you rather do Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor at Walt Disney World? Or 
the Haunted Mansion with Nightmare Before Christmas theme at Disneyland. Why don't you give me a hard one? I mean, I'm sorry. It's, it's, the haunted, it's a Haunted Mansion, both versions of it. I love the Laugh Floor, but the Haunted Mansion, either the Nightmare Before Christmas, the Haunted Mansion Holiday, or the regular Haunted Mansion is like my favorite attraction. Well, oh. before Rise of the Resistance. It was my favorite attraction at, Star, at uh, Disney Parks. So that's oh, so you're one. saying if I made the choice with Rise of the Resistance, that would have that been... That might have been a little more difficult. All right. All right, next up, we have Joyce. Hello. All right, Joyce. And this is going to be a also two-coast question for okay. you <laughs> since we were able to vacation in June together. Okay, Disney World, mm-hmm. Tower of Terror, Ooh. or Hyperspace Mountain at Disneyland. Oh, you know, we have a fond place in our heart for Tower of Terror, so right. I'm going to have to go with that one. All right. Yeah, that one is the best ride, and we just had so much fun. Josh and I went on it a couple times, so we yeah. had a great time there. Well, How especially, do you, especially now that it doesn't exist on exactly, California anymore. Exactly. It's a different version of it now that it's Mission Breakout. <laughs> Did you find it to be different at Disney World than what the Disneyland yeah. version was? They had just different elements of the Twilight Zone mm-hmm. theme, which I love. Um, but the way that the carriage would go forward and take different directions as right. opposed to just the up and down, I don't know, it was just different and we really liked it. It was fun. And the fact that we could just do back to back made a difference. Too. Nice. <laughs> so, well, we do have pictures of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you. Thank All you. right. Next, the mic goes to Zachary. Hello. Hello, Zach. How old are you? Uh, I'm 13 now. All right. So you also had a chance recently to be able to go to Walt Disney World. I know most of your experiences has been at Disneyland. How was it at Disney World? Oh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah. Did, okay. So let's see. Your question is actually Disneyland related though. Okay? okay. Indiana Jones Adventure or Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout? Um, I'd have to go with Guardians of the Galaxy because really? um, it's one of the it's newer, uh-huh. so I've been on it a lot less than Indiana Jones. Right, and I just like um, I like Tower of Terror and how you went up and down. So I like Mission Breakout too. Cool, and you're you're a Marvel fan as well. So yes, it's play a yes, right? yeah. yeah, awesome. What was your favorite thing at Walt Disney World? Everything. It was <laughs> great. That's a good answer right yeah. there. That's a good answer. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. For now, we're going to head to Patty, who is Tom's mom. Hi. Hi. <laughs> All right. This is going to be kind of like a a retro, old school kind of uh, question. <laughs> this is the first one. We were uh, going to ask her about the Tower of Terror I versus know, right? uh, <laughs> Expedition to Everest or something. Okay, Patty. Jungle Cruise at Disneyland, or Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Jungle Cruise at Disneyland. I went every year for years. Whenever we would be, um, I would go like every month to Disneyland. That was one of the first things we do would be the jungle ride. We knew all the lines. We cheated <laughs> and told them beforehand. <laughs> it's just been a great memory. So you know all the puns and stuff. Yeah, although huh? I noticed the last time at Disney World that they, they had different lines. I don't know if they've changed them all over or not. Mm. <laughs> some of them have the same lines. Some of them add their own color, the different skippers. That's why it's a, you know part of what makes the Jungle Cruise great is when you get a great skipper. It's, right, it's, right. It's, it's, it's the best. Yeah. Do you remember a particular one of their jokes? 
back to civilization and the California freeways. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. They're the, bar- the bargain. Two heads, two heads for one of yours. yours. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So, but I do like the tiki room too. <laughs> <laughs> but you can only do one. You can only do one. Sorry. All right. Joshua. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. Good. How old are you? 11. 11. Wow. And you also went to Walt Disney World in June. Yes. And you liked it? Mm-hmm. It was really good. Yeah. Did you like the hotels? Yes, because I like the um, the the pint the cabins. Oh yeah, the cabins because it was just a lot of space for like a room. Right. It was kind of like even though it was kind of small, but it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you even though you were like right inside Walt Disney World, you had that feeling of kind of having some seclusion yeah. and out in the wilderness, mm-hmm. right? Awesome. Okay. So if I recall correctly, at Disney World, you kind of liked Expedition Everest, Legend of the Forbidden Mountain at the Animal Kingdom, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. That or Incredicoaster at Disney California Adventure. Oh, look at that face. <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. Yes. Well, um, <laughs> that is a hard question, but <laughs> I'd rather go with Expedition Everest because... I like that it goes backwards and forwards, and it's more just like more thrilling roller coaster than right. Um, Incredicoaster. True, true. Now you got you really worked it that day that you were able to go on it what five times, uh, right? Four or three. Four, yeah. Th- okay. In a row. Wh- what do you think? How were you able to do that so many times? I mean, that's a really popular ride. Mm-hmm. It's one that it's hard to get fast passes yeah. for. How, what was your What was your tip there on how you made that happen so many times? Well, part of it is that you planned it. And then <laughs> I, uh, another good answer. Josh has the best answers. Josh has the best answers. <laughs> and the other times we, like one time it was closed, so we went on there once it opened, and mm-hmm. it was only like a five-minute wait. Nice. And we got like an extra fast pass. Awesome. Like a, recent, a recent fast pass. Yeah. So I guess you should just, um, just get fast passes ahead oh. if you really feel like going on it. Right. Right. And then keep your eye out for some things, too, huh? Like mm-hmm. if you see that it's down and you can kind of watch it, jump on it when it opens. So. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Good advice. Thank you. Okay. Lexi. Hello. Hello. First timer on our show, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We really are appreciative that you're here. How old are you, Lexi? I'm nine and my birthday is March 19th. Nice. Coming up. Coming up. Very cool. You have some fun plans for your birthday time, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. So I understand you're a Star Wars fan. A little bit, yeah. right? A little bit? Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's see if this one fits the bill. Star Tours or Splash Mountain? Tough one, huh? Well, I guess it matters if it's hot. It's <laughs> a good point. <laughs> a good point. That's a really good Very point. Very good point. Because if it was hot, then I'd choose Splash Mountain. But if it was cold, I'd choose Star Tourist. All right. That's well said. That actually, is yeah. well said. So, when have you done Splash Mountains multiple times in the same day? Mm, not really. I mean, I usually go on it once, but I also go on Star Tours usually once. Yeah. Yeah, Star Tours is good. And they have the new scenes now from mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker. They do. Yeah. 
All right. You also got a chance to do Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Did mm-hmm. you like that? that? That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a fun run. Right? Did you get to fly it or were you a gunner? I, or? I went on it twice and um, I was a gunner and a pilot. Nice. Ooh. How fun. Which one did you like the best? Um, I'm going to say pilot because I got to do more stuff. Uh-huh. And yeah. Plus you're right there at the front, huh? And you're seeing mm-hmm. it all happen. Yeah. Were you good at it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made it off a lot, right? Humble. She's being humble. <laughs> yeah, but that's a fun ride, huh? Cool. Mm-hmm. And fun. and Galaxy's Edge is pretty cool land, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Like, I I like um like I think the stormtroopers are really cool because mm-hmm. they're coming around lecturing people, right? And yeah. They can look big and scary, though, huh? No. No, you're pretty brave. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you, you, you bring your lightsaber just so you're ready and prepared in case? Um, I usually don't bring it, but I just use well, the I, force. I hear your, yeah. maybe your parents you might go. flip the bill for a lightsaber to go <laughs> build one there, maybe? I don't know. We'll see if that works mm. out. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, would they do it for me? Because I really want to build a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lexi, thank you so much for this first round. Can you hand the mic over to your dad? All right, Mr. Mike, How we doing? How we doing? And how old are you? Oh, wait, I won't. How old am I? I'm 45 (laughs) years old. (laughs) All right, Mike, so you've been in Southern Cal for a long time. 45 years. (laughs) So I think we're going to give you a Disneyland question, all right? Okay. Okay, here's a Would You Rather Big Thunder Mountain Railroad or the Matterhorn bobsleds? That's pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> Big Thunder, because it's more fun ride in my opinion. Uh-huh. The bobsleds are jerky. <laughs> they are uncomfortable. <laughs> and I would say the only thing that's good about the bobsled ride, if I could be negative on this show, <laughs> is, <laughs> I know. This is Where's the button? Two positive people on a podcast. <laughs> The thing I do like <laughs> about the bobsled, though, is the outfits that the people have to wear. Right. I like their outfits. <laughs> and the scary monster that's kind of hidden in the background. Yeah. But I want more of it. Ah. And it's a Yeti. Thank you, Lexi. Um, yeah. So whereas the uh, Thunder Mountain, there's a couple things. One, I think it's a better ride. Uh, two, it was the first roller coaster that Lexi could go on. So yeah. that was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That would be nice. And then we could all sit together in like one row as a family, the three of us. Right. And I kind of like that too. Yeah. Yeah, sentimental. Yeah. I'm glad you tied it up really nice. With a heart. Yes. (laughs) With a heart. (laughs) Now, to bring it back to positive, the Matterhorn was the very first Disney mountain, and it was the very first roller coaster with a tubular trash. True. So. There's some history yeah. behind it. I agree with you. It's jerky. And <laughs> I can only ride it every once in a while. But uh, but those outfits, it, though. It is history. Those outfits. Yes. The great outfits. Wow. And, and my mother was there when it opened. Yes. Nice. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. Uh, we're going to go back to Patty again. Yeah. By the way, Lexi wanted me to point twice. out that there is a basketball court inside the Matterhorn. That's right. Yeah. All right, Patty. This is a food <laughs> question. Restaurant question. Disney World afternoon tea at the Grand Floridian or also at Disney World top of the world lounge at Bay Lake Tower. I would say afternoon tea mostly because 
I don't remember really eating at the top of the world. I remember drinking at the top well, of the world. That's well, pretty much We don't drink. I don't know where this is coming from. So, so although that was a lot of fun, I would say afternoon tea. More relaxing. Too. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Same question, Tom. Oh, back to me. Oh, uh, Top of the World Lounge. I love the Top of the World Lounge, mostly because of the drinking (laughs) (laughs) for the Top of the World Lounge. But we have had a chance to try some of the food up there. It's good. But the view for the fireworks and everything else. And just plus, you know, being Disney Vacation Club members, it feels like our exclusive little private area that we can only get into you know and right. flash our card and they have to push the button for us to go up the elevator to get up there and everything so there's that exclusivity part of it right really right so, yeah i love it, tea too but uh, if i had to pick one i would definitely be yeah it, it definitely now. has you know a good atmosphere there and like you said the view uh when it's time for fireworks you know they dim the lights they play the music as well to synchronize with the fireworks and you know it is very festive nice way to end your day mm-hmm. so. for sure for sure all right joshua hello hello again, again. churro any flavor or corn dog Hmm. I'm not really much of a fan of corn dogs, so definitely churro. Ah, it easy. And I remember from the Pixar Pure, I had this really good churro called like the spicy churro or something. Uh huh. And like they had like crushed like spicy candy, like yeah, red hots. Wow, that was pretty good. Super unique. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right, we're going to Joyce. Yes, hello. Uh, hello, Joyce. Is it Another, food? It is yes. food. <laughs> it's actually dining location. <laughs> but you can also share, um, you know, like a favorite dish as well. Yeah. So lunch at the Sci-Fi Dine-In Restaurant uh, at Disney Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. or lunch at Tiffin's Restaurant at Disney Animal Kingdom. Hmm. I am going to have to say the Sci-Fi the it's I can't I honestly I can't remember the food I ate there, <laughs> but it was just the atmosphere like the way that right. you walk in there and it feels like you're an old school drive-in right. it's like you've walked into the 1950s that whole atmosphere yeah um, it stayed with us you all know the, nice. all the B movie trailers yeah. and stuff that are <laughs> up. they were funny and I think I took so many pictures just of that and being able to right. sit in what was like a car you know it was great I mean the yeah. food I think was good too right. but um it was more about the atmosphere and kind of sharing that with all of you guys yeah. So, yeah. Did you do you have a favorite place that you dined? Did, I hope I'm not saying no, anything. No. Have a favorite, favorite place we at Walt Disney World? that we went to Walt Disney World. Um, gosh, that was the atmosphere. I really liked. Um, gosh, the long name, the Skipper oh, or something, something. Yeah, yes. Jungle <laughs> Navigation <laughs> Company <laughs> Limited Skipper Canteen. Yeah. I believe is I really like that. Yes. Um, but then also at Disneyland, when you guys have taken us to the little Italian trattoria right. up there, like you know, just to go to get mm-hmm. some. It's, Again, it feels like you've kind of gone to an outside area, right. outside Disneyland, away from the crowds, where you can just kind of relax exactly. and spend some time together. So yeah. Those are, I think, some awesome. favorites. Awesome. Very cool. Nice, Very cool. nice. Thank you, Joyce. All right. Back to Lexi. Hello. Hello. So we already mentioned you were on uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Yes. So would you rather do that attraction or soaring around the world? Well, my mom would say soaring. <laughs> But I would say Millennium Falcon because it's cool to um, fly all around the place. And I feel like it's just cool to fly it. And yeah. Nice. Star Wars. I mean, yeah. Are are there any attractions at the park that scare you? Or you just 
super brave and everything's good. Um, well, I at California Adventure, uh-huh. I don't like um, the Tower of Terror or whatever it is. Yeah, I know. That one's kind of intense. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I'm sort of okay with it now, but... Um, Indiana Jones scared me before. Yeah. I can see that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's some yeah. And things. that's it. Yeah, I think so. All right. You're much braver than I am, Lexi. Yeah. There's my, many rides that, Same thing. that scare me. <laughs> what rides? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be here all afternoon yeah. <laughs> talking about the attractions <laughs> that scare me. All right. Chris. Hello. Hello, Chris. Sorry, I fell asleep during I Mike's know. long analysis of... Uh, <laughs> Of his ride. So it was like a five-minute answer, dude. What are you doing? Right. But he, again, he wrapped it up with heart. So yeah, all good. Whatever. All good. All right. We're going to start you easy. Toy Story, Midway Mania or Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh. <laughs> I guess it wasn't so easy. Uh, actually, I was hoping for Heimlich's choo-choo. Where was that? <laughs> yeah, oh. right? We poor, so miss it. Out for Heimlich's choo-choo. Yeah, I missed that thing. <laughs> Uh, we're going to go with Midway Mania just because I'm really good at it and you should just play your strengths. Apparently right. <laughs> uh, no one buys that. <laughs> Joyce, Joyce and I were pretty close in competition, but she's kind of been off her game the last six months. She hasn't been practicing. Oh, man. So now Zach's getting better. He's trying to challenge me, but I take him down all the time. So, so no Midway, competition Midway here. Mania. <laughs> Zach wants to rebut that statement. Yeah, he's right. I have a feeling tomorrow you're going to have to, you know, yeah. have it on. You're yeah, the, the game just never gets old, right? You just right. keep playing and you try to find new things to get to get more points. Exactly. It's always fun. Which what we understand with the new um, Spider-Man There's attraction, it's going to have some similarities in terms of oh, really? shooting webs, getting points. And oh, nice. Sign me capture, up. what are they, nanobots Bots, or nanospiders yep. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so you might have another... Let's do it. Uh, yeah, experience there. Okay, Zachary, back to you. Hello. Hello again. again. All right. I don't know if this one's going to be hard or not, so let's see. Radiator Springs Racers or Kilimanjaro Safari from a- Disney Animal Kingdom? Oh, this is hard because they're both so different. Right? Um, But I'm going to have to go with the Kilimanjaro Safari because... It's just so cool to see the animals up close. Yeah. And it's fun. It is. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things to do in Animal Kingdom for sure. Right. The animals are right. They, they do such a great job of making sure the animals are close to you. And you can, it, it's, it's just a really fun. I know you, you love animals too. Oh, so, yeah. 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 So, yeah, it is a, it's really a cool experience. And the buggy ride feels pretty authentic and things like that, right? Yeah. It's really fun to go on and see all the animals. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Okay, we're going to go back to your dad. Oh, okay. I'm back. All right. Now, this one. That's straight far. Yeah. This one might be the tough one. Okay, let's do it. All right. Epcot, Frozen Ever After Boat Ride. Ooh. Hashtag. <laughs> or Little Mermaid, Ariel's Undersea oh Adventure. My God. <laughs> <laughs> You're making me cry on, I know, right? on a podcast. <laughs> For those of you who don't uh, know, I've mentioned this a couple times on uh, the show. Chris is my cousin by blood, but my brother in man tears. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Big fat man tears. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, Tom and I did have a very special cousin moment, skip, <laughs> skipping up to Frozen, right? the, yeah. the ride at Epcot Center. We had a blast at Epcot Center, by the way. 
Awesome. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Little Mermaid ride oh, because nice. it was it was very formative to my years when uh, when I saw that cartoon. Right. And I've been in love with Ariel ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and who doesn't want to go through and hear your singing, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, 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 my wife Joyce just raised her hand. <laughs> All right, Mike, and this could be for you or Heidi. All right, or maybe you have to have a consensus. Okay, right? here I am. I'm 45 years old. All right. <laughs> All right, Art of Animation. Okay. Or Turtle Talk with Crush. The Animation Academy? Yeah. We've never done uh, art animation. All right. Bonus, please. All right, All right. All right. let's see. Hmm. I love Crush. Yeah, Crush is great. All right. I Would you rather ones. Peter Pan's flight or It's a Small World? Oh. <laughs> and let's say on this one, you can have I to not go like either one of them? Like, can I go negative row. again? <laughs> wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait, wait! You don't like Peter Pan's flight? I mean, I don't. I understand not liking the line, but I'm right. It's fun. Right. Yeah. So on both of the, on any of these, you get right on VIP access. Boom. Well, I mean, Small World, I'm not going to do. It's too <laughs> much of the song. It does. It, it, it it's the small world. Boom! Way to go, Lex. The only the thing about small world when it's really hot outside, small world is absolutely fabulous because it's cold inside, right? right? I love that about small world. It's my air conditioning. Uh, and Peter Pan, I, yeah, it it's uh fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's nostalgic, right? That's the word you meant to say. No. <laughs> All right, well, let's I'm, get Mike on the positive side here. Go what, positive. What attraction? What? Are this is favorite? how I feel. I can't <laughs> lie about no, no, no. these two things. No, no, no I'm not saying you should yeah. lie. I'm saying what attractions do you are your favorites? Maybe we're going into your, not into your wheelhouse. Which ones do you yeah. enjoy take going on when you visit Disneyland? When I visit Disneyland, mm -hmm. the ones that I enjoy are the Haunted House. Mm-hmm. I would say I, I've always enjoyed that. I enjoyed that as a kind of a cool place to relax. And then it has the nostalgia <laughs> that I've always enjoyed of that place. Um, and then I would say Pirates of the Caribbean would be another one that has that sort of all feeling long years right. nostalgia as well. That it is, it was so cool when I was a kid. And I remember having to always, when the fireworks were going on, always running back and forth. Because nobody, everybody was watching the fireworks. I would go on that oh, over yeah, and over again. Yeah. Uh, Mike's tip of the day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's what I think of when it comes to that question. Cool. All right. I did like Crush. You mentioned Crush. Yes. Crush, yeah. I got I got called on one time at Crush awesome. too. Awesome. And they completely made fun of me the entire time. <laughs> and it was embarrassing, but awesome at the same time. Right. That's the idea. Uh, so it was actually that, I've always loved that. It was always and Lexi always liked it too. So it was kind of a cute thing to do. Yeah. For uh, the youngins. Awesome. Very nice. Very nice. Very yes. Nice. Anybody here ever done Grizzly River Run? Me? Yeah? All right. So I'm going to do a would you, another would you rather. Are you up for it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Would you rather do Grizzly River Run or Astro Orbiters? Probably Grizzly River Run because, unless it's a cold day, but. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, um, but then I would probably do Grizzly River Run uh -huh. because um, it's fun going down, like, it's fun going through the rapids. And yeah, the and getting water. all wet. Yeah. Do you, did you get really splashed? Yes. 
Awesome. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. We're going to end with one more for Tom. Oh, boy. Here we go. Yeah. I don't know. This may be hard, or who knows? It may be easy. Tomorrowland's Transit Authority people oh. mover or the Skyliner gondolas. Oh, that is tough. Um, I, I, the people movers classic and I miss it on the West coast. So I right. love, the, I love the, the, the Skyliner. I, when we went in this last trip, uh, it was a wonderful form of transportation, getting to and from the hotel to Disney's Hollywood studios to right. Epcot. But, uh, the people mover is just the best. You get such great views of magic kingdom. You just get to relax, sit there, you're in the shade and, and just ex explore the whole area. People watch. At night, it's even better as the whole park's right, lit, lit up. up. Uh, I love the people over so much. All right. Well, give yourselves a round of applause, everybody. Yay. Good job. Good job. You're, you definitely are pros, pros with the mic and pros with giving some great feedback. So we hope everybody enjoyed this and that they got to even hear some tips throughout the process. And I am now very happy to turn the reins back over. Let's all take a quiz. Oh, yeah. That was a lot of fun, boy, the family. Yeah. Great time with them. So thanks for them to her taking part within <laughs> the podcast itself we really appreciate it some of you may have if you've gone back like some of them were a part of our our june right. trip to walt disney world and took part in it so always fun to have them join in with us on the show yeah great addition great great fun so but let's quickly get to the disney stories of the week uh, always so many disney stories to go through and i picked out a few of them for you for this week and i'm going to start with there's an all new way to experience your favorite web slinger coming to the disneyland resort Ooh. very soon this straight from the Disney Parks blog as, re as they reveal that the D23 Expo this past summer Imagineers are hard at work to bring to life an amazing new experience with Spider-Man at Avengers Campus coming to Disney California Adventure Park this summer now they're excited to share that guests visiting Dis Disney California Adventure Park <laughs> in the near future you can tell this is I'm reading this straight out of the story. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> may be able to catch a glimpse of the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man himself swinging above the rooftops wow. of Avengers Campus. So if you remember, you may have seen this on social media about a year. I think it was a little over a year ago where they were showing this really crazy gymnastic audio animatronic. And I think it was actually in the last episode of the Imagineering story right. where they're kind of showing what they have going forward. Well, that's what this is going to be used for. They showed, wow. there's a video, if you go to the Disney Parks blog right now, we, I may link to it uh, in our show notes, that shows this same audio, audio animatronic in the Spider-Man outfit flying through the air. Wow. It looks so incredible. Cool. And I'm so excited to see this on Avengers Campus. Looks marvelous. Marvel us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. How to cut a story, Thank right? you for that. <laughs> Very nice. So uh, we don't know when Avengers Campus is opening up yet, but it is set to open up at the Disneyland Resort sometime this summer. Hopefully sooner rather than later. It's taking shape. Every time we go there, right. we see a little bit more. We see a little bit more added to the buildings and... Yeah, really, really looking forward to this. As Marvel fans that we are, we're really looking yeah, forward yeah. to it. Yeah, it's, yeah. And it sounds like it's going to be a fun attraction there as well. And, uh, you know, some of the food and drink sounds 
very, very interesting, and we're looking forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy to see you know Spidey flying through right. the air. I mean, it'd be an audio animatronic, not like you know you see Tinkerbell fly through the air right. at the Walt Disney World Resort, and you know, case obviously. She's really flying. Right. Or maybe she's on a zip line, but she's probably really flying. Yeah, but, you know, you, yeah. you see her flying. This is going to be different. I mean, even doing flips and it's going to be crazy. Right. I'm yeah. really, really excited to see that. So that's cool. Uh, moving on to Disney Cruise News. A Disney Cruise Line chef received a well-deserved honor this week. Yay. Yay. This from the Disney Parks blog again. You may know that Remy, one of the two adult exclusive restaurants on Disney Cruise Line, features subtle nods to Disney Pixar film Ratatouille and its star Remy. But did you know the menu in this French-inspired restaurant is curated in part by one of the world's 10 best wow. chefs? Chef Arnaud. Uh, oh, boy. La <laughs> <laughs> Layamon, nice. you tell. You know your French. Oh my Chef gosh, Arnaud. I think I got Arnaud right. Right, Layamon. Layamon. I got it pretty much right. Who would have thought it? I would have bet it against that. In a list compiled by Le Chef and voted on by two and three star Michelin chefs, Chef Arnaud was recently named one of the world's best chefs based upon the values of the cooking profession and the exceptional cuisine featured in their restaurants. In addition to Remy, Chef Arnaud is world-renowned for his Michelin three-star restaurant. Oh, boy, here we go again. La, La Essiette? Or, excuse me. La Essiette Champenois? I got Champenois yet. All right, right? good job. Uh, just outside of Reims, France. So uh, we've been to Remy. Right. It's spectacular. There, I, that has, was the most amazing, unique, delicious, fabulous meal I've ever had in my life. Yeah, it's there, not, it, it, it's like, it doesn't even compare to anything else. Right. It's not, if you've ever been to Victorian Alberts at, on the Walt Disney world at the Walt right. Disney world resort, kind of on that same level. But, um, because you're on the cruise ship, it's about half the price. It's still really expensive, right. but it's about half the price. Uh, he collaborates with, uh, chef Scott Hunnell, uh, from the award-winning Victoria and Alberts, right. as we just talked about, to create a menu on at Remy that features superior products and seasonal ingredients sourced from around the world. We did this, and what they do is you can pick a la carte if you right. want different items, or you can go through. They have the French uh, like Pricks Fix menu. Yeah. Uh, menu and the American Pricks Fix menu. Right. And we did that. We each did one. That way we could sample both dishes, and they were both spectacular. There's very few dining experiences I've ever had quite like Remy on the Disney Fantasy. It's also on the Disney Dream. Right. Yeah. No. It, I don't think there's ever been anything I've had like that. I just it, and it's really hard to describe why because it's not like the ingredients are unusual ingredients. It's just the the way they prepare the flavors that they capture from every little cell in the food and the presentation. It's spectacular. Yeah, and the service is wonderful. Right. I, it's really nice. It's great if you have a if you're on a Disney cruise and you can break away for a romantic night. Uh, it's wonderful for that. I mean, you could do it, you know, with with, with four people, a couple, right. two couples, or whatever the case may be, and that's great too. But it really is wonderful. It's just a romantic night. It's really a great atmosphere within this restaurant and the the food, the service, 
just top notch. It's yes. really, it's, it's hard to say. And you may look at the price and go, well, what would be worth that? I really believe that this is worth the extra money you pay for it. Right. It's If nothing else, it's a once in a lifetime splurge that you won't be disappointed about. Right. It, definitely so. I highly recommend it. Splurge, you know, it may be your one splurge uh, on your Disney cruise, right. but I still recommend it if you get the opportunity. So speaking of a Disney cruise, if you like luxury when you're on your Disney cruise, which we do, we do, <laughs> there are going to be more opportunities to experience a little bit of it coming to the Disney magic. This from the Disney cruise line blog, which by the way, if you're going on a Disney cruise, never done before, or even if you're a little bit experienced in it, Disney cruise line blog is a great place to get like past navigators, right. trip reports, all sorts of information that you might be looking for on a Disney cruise. I mean, obviously you can come to us as well, but uh, they he lays it out. I believe his name is Scott Sanders. He does a really great job of laying it out. We right. even go there regularly sure. to check things out. So uh, definitely check out that blog. Uh, anyway, Disney Cruise Line announced 12 of the Disney Magic staterooms will be converted to Category 5 Concierge Family Ocean View staterooms with veranda accommodations. These addition of these uh, 12 staterooms will bring the total number of concierge staterooms on the Disney Magic to 44. So coming up here soon, nice. you'll have even more opportunities if you have always wanted to do concierge. If you're more of a concierge sailor, you like to do that as you know often, you're going to have a better opportunity coming up on the Disney Magic soon. Right. And, and we've done concierge and really enjoyed you know, the extra special touches that that brings along with it. And, you know, it can really enhance, you know, like you're saying, the luxury of the the experience of the cruise ship. Right. It is a huge jump up in price, yes. just so you know. But uh, you do get all sorts of little perks starting well before the cruise ever begins. You have your own concierge that you can kind of talk to or email back and forth with to kind of help set things up going in, especially if you have any celebrations or whatever the case may be. Uh, booking different dining reservations and like, you know, if you're going to Castaway Key and you've always wanted to do a, a cabana out right. there, uh, the best way to get it is through that they can help book those for you. So, and then once you get on board, there's all sorts of stuff. You get the lounge with a wonderful coffee machine yes. and you can go up to snacks all day long. They have a cocktail hour every night. Um, just really, really wonderful service. Anything you're looking for, all you need to go up there to do is ask and they'll handle everything for you. It's, it's a splurge, and it's not always worth it, but if you're looking for that little extra luxury, that little extra kind of help when you're right. on your cruise, um, you may want to do it. It's yeah, fun. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So uh, anyway, the uh, the furnishings and amenities will be upgraded gradually. Uh, these ca uh, cabins will be officially opened as concierge cabins beginning on the October 2nd, 2020 sailing. Now, you, you may, if you have one of those cabins already booked, you may see some of the amenities change within it. However, you will not receive the concierge service mm -hmm. until that October 2nd, 2020 sailing. Right. So, Very cool. About that. So that's it for my Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation, whether it be on a Disney cruise, whether it be the Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Resort, whatever the case may be. And we always start with Michelle. One, because she's this awesome game show host. <laughs> Plus, she's just spectacular in every way, but she always has the very best tip. So let's get right to it. Here is Michelle's tip of the week. All right. Well, my tip of the week uh, really does go along with the, this last news story, which is about the concierge service. And, you know, obviously, if you have that ability to 
book concierge in advance. You know, it really does give you the ability to have a contact email location to make reservations. You can make additional dining reservations like at Palo or Remy's that you wouldn't be able to do uh, more than like one per cruise. Um, and so that is really wonderful. But but the tip here is um, sometimes you might have an opportunity to do that without paying the the high price. You won't be able to do that in advance, but on the day of uh, boarding, if you get to the cruise terminal early and check, if they've had uh, cancellations or something like that, you may be able to nab a concierge room at a very significantly discounted price. Um, so, right, you, you wouldn't have experienced the pre-boarding information and assistance, but once on the ship, you'll get all the perks of concierge at a much much lower rate. And we actually were on a cruise one time with somebody who had an interior cabin and upgraded to concierge at the terminal. Yeah, what a leap, yeah. And, you know, I mean, talk about a really wonderful experience for them. Um, so it's it's not a guarantee. And in order to increase your chances, you need to get to the terminal early. Uh, but that's an opportunity that you might really get to have that splurge experience at more than half the cost. Right. If you were to book it, uh, what the price is there. I mean, you would still be paying a pretty high price to get one of those cabins, especially to, it all depends on where you're upgrading from. Obviously, right. if you're upgrading from an inside cabin to one of these concierge cabins, it's going to be a much larger jump in price than if you already have, like, say, a, 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 a family ocean view, right. you know, with veranda or whatever the case may be. Uh, that will be a little bit. And he also, by the way, this also, yes, it goes for concierge. That's great. But you can also upgrade at port if you're going to any category, True. if you want to go from an ocean view to a balcony, if you right. want to go from an inside to an ocean view or, you know, an inside to a balcony, check if you're, if, Go up there. All you got to do is ask, and they'll give you like what the price would be to move to these other categories and see if there's one that fits within your price range right. that you would like to do. But And they do have great signage at the terminals to show you where to go, which you know uh, person to go talk to about that. And they will also have a sign out if there are no upgrades available. Because sometimes right. the ships sell sold out. Right. Uh, so there may not be anything available. But uh, and, and, and just going into it, don't plan on upgrading when right. you book your cabin make sure you book a cabin that you are willing to spend your whole cruise in you know, right. because you don't know that the upgrade will be available to you however it is a nice perk when you can get that nicer cabin for a little bit less price than you've paid ahead of time right and and one of the things that uh we do when we're doing considering something like that is we have in our mind a price range of what we would go up to if uh, an upgrade would be then available. Then we always go a couple hundred above that. <laughs> true, true. But, you know, that's another way that you can approach it is to say, okay, um, I know that we'll spend this right. much additional cost if this type of upgrade is available. And so. think about it, too, when you're doing it. I mean, when you're thinking about upgrading, look at the money and, and also think about what the things you could do without having the upgrade right. on the ship and spend it. So weigh those options before you go into right. doing it. So. Right. That's a good point because the upgrade might not be 
that much different in terms of, of all experiences. Right. Whereas you could take that money that you would have spent on the upgraded cabinet, go to Remy, right. go to Paolo, uh, you know, go to some of these tastings, whatever the case may be, whatever you enjoy. Uh, you know, so just weigh those options, find out what's right for you and then make the choice when you get on board. So good point. So Michelle always has the best tips. <laughs> always you. has the best tips. You're sweet. My tip for the week, I'm going to go back to our Disneyland after dark eighties night experience and just kind of talk about if you have something coming up for a Disneyland After Dark in the future. And if you have an annual pass, obviously you're paying an extra price to go into these parties, Mm -hmm. okay? Know that right out. And so, you know, you can weigh whether that's the best option for you. But the good thing about if you have an annual pass or if you have a ticket ahead of time Mm -hmm. is you can go into the park whenever you want. And this includes after the part where they've already opened it up for the party guests. So usually it's like six o'clock. Uh, and instead of waiting in that long line that is just specifically for the party guests at the front gate, use your ticket, use your annual pass, and go in through these other gates because those will be very little line. Right. You won't have to worry about... People are not going... They know in the park's going to close at 8 or whatever, so there, there really aren't as many people going in. You can zip in there, and there's always a place within these parks where you can actually check in for the party within the park itself. So you can kind of bypass that line going in and take advantage of having that annual True. pass. And so... Uh, we did this. It was for this last party. We went in. Actually, there was a long line at the uh, at the Mickey and Pat Friends and the Pixar Pals parking structure for security. So we walked over, took the monorail in. We went right. we went and used our annual pass, took the monorail in to Tomorrowland. It actually worked out really great because where they were checking people in for the party was at the Star Wars launch bay. So right there right. next to the so monorail. Convenient. Yeah. So we just jumped in that line, much shorter line, checked in, got all the stuff we want. Even there were some great backdrops there where we can get some pictures where very little lines before the party even started. Right. So really helped. And if it's over at uh, Disney California Adventure Park, usually it's at Blue Sky Cellar. So if you know kind of where that area is, kind of next to the Wine Country Trattoria, right. uh, they usually check in people there. Just kind of, But you can ask around. If you don't know where it is, just ask some of the cast members. They will probably be able to point you in the right direction as to where you can check in for these events if you're already in the park. Right. Now, that is a great tip because like you said, the lines to enter into the park specifically for people who are going to the party only do get really long um, and so having that other option if you have an annual pass is definitely a win. Yeah, they get long because not only one, they, they look at your ticket, whether it be on your phone or whether you have it in some other way, whether you right. printed it online or whatever the case may be. They check your ID to make sure it matches up with it. Then they have to print up a new ticket and take your picture for it. So these lines begin to back up because it's it's a longer it's a process. process to go through. And then you go in and you get your wristband, you get your uh, your lanyard and, and all that stuff. So uh, if you have an, uh, another way into the park, take advantage of it. When you yeah, go. definitely. So Cool. That's it for this week. Uh, next week, well, we're going to be moving into Valentine's mm-hmm. week. So uh, we are going to move back into one of our five favorite <laughs> categories. We love the five favorite categories and we want to know, we want to have your help on this one as well. We're going to do our five favorite 
Disney love songs. Yeah. So looking forward to that. There's so many great actually Disney love songs. You think about, you know, some of these movies and you think, oh, you know, they're funny. There's great inspirational music, as right. we talked about a couple weeks ago. There's some dance party music, as we've talked about several episodes back. But there really are some great Disney love songs, and we'd love to know your five favorite. Feel free to contact us with them, and we'll share them on the show. Yeah, and we love the participation, too, and you help inspire us. But, yeah, I think this is going to be kind of a tough one to narrow down to five. They actually. always are, which we never <laughs> we never truly narrow them down to five. <laughs> Six yeah, yeah, five A, five B, no, five who does Z. That? Yeah, never <laughs> happens. Never happens. Also, we're heading up to the Walt Disney Studios for a screening of the Three Caballeros right there yeah. on the lot. So we'll probably talk a little bit about that and that experience as well. That's always fun going yeah, to see a movie a right there, there on the Walt Disney Studios lot. So. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you find podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. And while you're there, why don't you just go ahead and sign up for the newsletter? Do the funky newsletter. The funky newsletter, <laughs> yes. It's very funky. You can also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us, including with your list of your five favorite Disney love songs, you can email us at HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. Right. And you can also DM us in uh, the social media world. Yeah. Anywhere on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Right. Uh, we have a lot of fun on social media. Please join in with us out there on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Not on TikTok yet. I think we're going to get on TikTok. We'll see. We keep seeing more on TikTok. And eventually we're going to get to that YouTube channel. We were were just talking about it today. Eventually we were going to get that YouTube channel. Eventually this podcast is actually going to be up to, you're going to be able to watch us, as scary as that may seem, on YouTube (laughs) as well. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.